0: Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Shakshyat Brahma, Tasmay Sri Gurave Namaha. I bow to my Guru, is Brahma, Vishnu Shiva. I bow to him in you too. I would like today to read from... The book, Conversations with Yogananda. A deep passage. Be prepared for stretching your mind a little bit. Sir, I asked him, what stage must one have reached to be called a master? He must have attained Christ consciousness. The stages of enlightenment he continued are first to be conscious of the OM vibration, throughout the body. Next, one's consciousness becomes identified with that OM vibration beyond his body and gradually throughout the universe. One then becomes conscious of the Christ consciousness within the OM vibration. The Christ consciousness is Kutastha Chaitanya. First, one becomes consciousness of, conscious of that in the physical body, then, gradually, in the whole universe. When you achieve oneness with that vibrationless consciousness everywhere you have attained Christ consciousness. That final stage lies beyond vibration itself, in oneness with God the Father, the Creator beyond the universe. When still in that highest consciousness you can return to the body without losing your inner sense of oneness with God, that is complete freedom. All true masters, even those who are not yet fully liberated, live in that nirbikalpa state. That is what Jesus Christ had. It is what he meant by perfection in saying, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. To be a Christ-like master, one must have attained that state. Now, this is beyond the common understanding. I remember I'd been with my guru just a few days, and I was thinking of him as a wise man. And he looked at me one day, and he said, If you knew my consciousness. One day, not one day, but for a sequence of days, I used to pray to him, Help me to love you as you love me. Answering that thought, when I saw him next, he said, How can the little cup hold the whole ocean? You must become the ocean first. So it is that his consciousness was not limited to a body and an ego. This is true for all great yogis. They are not limited by this. When you go deep into yourself, how do you break that sense of I am this body? Well, you can go deep into meditation. You can relax yourself into the inner peace. You cannot feel your body. Nonetheless, there's that barrier of thinking, I am this I. How do you break that? Well, there are two points here, and they're both important. One is the grace of the guru. Without having the magnetism of somebody who has broken through it, it's very hard to break out of it yourself. But another thing is that by Guru's grace, he helps you in your attunement with Om. Om is the infinite vibration of God. Everything in the universe is in a state of vibration. Science does this too. It says matter is nothing but energy in a state of vibration. Yogis say that energy too is a state of vibration. Vibratory thoughts. Thoughts are too a vibration of the consciousness, of spirit. Everything exists in consciousness. Everything exists in spirit. But that means everything exists out of spirit, in vibration. When you go deep in meditation, or let's just put it this way first, you go into a very quiet place. No sounds anywhere. Underneath that silence, if you listen closely, you will hear there is still a sound. That is Aum. Underneath all the noise and vibratory sounds of this world, that Aum is continuous. If you can listen to that, and in fact, in yoga we teach to close your ears off so that you can hear them inside. That's more important. But as you listen to that sound, Then you begin to go into that sound, and you begin to feel it coming into, first of all, you hear it in the right ear. Some people say, well, what if I hear it in the left ear? It's okay, but there is a reason why mantra diction is given into the right ear. There's a, a positive side here. It's interesting, in science too, they've discovered that stimulating certain nerves above the right ear helps to create psychic experiences, sounds and lights and so on. So if you hear it in the left ear it's okay. go into it but try to bring it over to the right side. That's the positive side of your body. Then go deeper into that sound and you will begin to find your whole body vibrating with that sound like salt sh- uh, like sh- little crystals of sugar shaken up in a glass or a bottle, closed up in water. And uh, as you deepen yourself in that, you begin to find your whole body with that, and then you begin to realize that that is the barrier to, your, your body is a barrier to the great ocean of sound. And if you can break through that barrier, and this is where the Guru's grace is very, very important, because his mind can help you to bridge that gap. But Om is the bridge, too, between finite and infinite consciousness. And the more you can expand your consciousness with Om, the more you begin to realize in what is known as Om Samadhi that that vibration pervades the entire universe. Mind you, it's not just a sound. It's got all bliss, all knowledge, all love, everything in the universe is contained in it and if before you do anything creative, for example, if you will commune with that sound, you will find that that, that the wisdom in that sound <coughs> is coming to you, and you understand things without even without even knowing where you understand them from, but your this is true wisdom not just imagination in that sound contains the entire power of the universe that sound is the divine mother i remember meditating with my guru out in the desert once and he said just listen you could hear it with your open ears the sound of om just booming he said this is the kingdom of om this is the kingdom of divine mother om kali om kali om kali, om kali. listen so It was so blissful hearing that sound, just sort of vibrant everywhere. This is why yogis like to go to desert places, because the sound is powerful there. But it's not enough to hear it with your ears. You must go behind the hearing to the power of hearing, behind the power of hearing to the knowledge of the soul which communes with that infinite self. Then, however... That's not the end of it, by any means. It's a wonderful state. But you want to go beyond vibration if you want to become aware of that motionless spirit which is at the heart of every atom. Every atom in its movement, every thought in its movement, every inspiration in its vibration. Behind that, there is the still consciousness of spirit. You know, this is the secret of the the Christian trinity. The same as Om Tat Sat. It's, uh, this is the true Hindu trinity, not Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva are three aspects of Om. Brahma is the higher vibration of Om which brings everything into manifestation. Vishnu is the more ordinary, I shouldn't say ordinary, but medium level sound of, of preserving everything. And then Shiva is that deep dissolving which dissolves everything back into the infinite. They are the, the three aspects of OM only and uh, when you hear them you hear them like that. But behind that is absolute stillness. You see vibration, where there's vibration is always movement, left and right, up and down, whichever. And You have to go behind that if you want to understand the spirit at the center of every point in creation. Divine vision is center everywhere, circumference nowhere. The truth of your being is center everywhere, circumference nowhere. You must try in your life to always capture the center of every perception. If you do that, if you can get to your own center, then you can commune with the center of other people and understand their thoughts, understand their needs. The more you listen from your center, the more you will really understand them. Whereas if you try to understand them by looking at them and or thinking, yeah, I had that experience and relating it to your own past, you won't get the, you won't have the ability to, to uh, perceive them. But you know, I've done this even in writing music, that when I want to write a piece of music, I try to feel the center of the message that I'm trying to communicate. Once I can get the center, then the melody is there. I don't have to work for it. The words are there. They just come naturally. There's no work involved. The work involved is getting centered, getting centered in myself, getting centered in that thought, getting centered in the heart of that vibration, and then suddenly what you want. I've written as much as 31 melodies in one day, just by going from center to center to center with full concentration. Now, that's a lot, and I don't normally do that, but it is possible. Now, what we're talking about is going even beyond melody, because melody, too, is a kind of vibration. What we're really talking about is getting to the heart, of vibration itself. That is Christ consciousness. That is the kutastha chaitanya. That is the goal of sadhana. And when you can go deep enough in yourself and be calm enough in yourself so that there is no movement, you discover then, behind that vibration of om in your body, that there is a stillness, a watchful presence. And then, as you go deeper into that watchful presence, you see that that center everywhere has a circumference nowhere. It isn't circumscribed by your body. You find that same stillness spreading outward and recognizing that its own self is at the heart of every atom in creation. That is what Jesus Christ was. That is what Krishna was. That is what all great masters were. It's what our own guru was. And when you looked at him, you could even see he was completely centered in himself. He could laugh, he could tell wonderful jokes, but you could never draw him out into laughter. If he chose to be still, he would be still. He was in absolute control of himself. This is being a master. As he also said, you are a master when you control your senses, rather than letting your senses control you. To achieve that state, you don't sort of pray and wish that it come to you. You must live in that state now. Live calmly. Live centered. Live in the thought that uh, you are always centered in yourself. And whatever you enjoy in the world outside, it's a reflection of the joy in yourself. Whatever you see in the world around you is a reflection of something in your own self. All is merely a manifestation of that same one. There comes great freedom in that thought. Don't be afraid of it. Fear is there naturally because the ego hates it. But remember this, the soul loves it. The ego doesn't like to meditate. The soul loves to meditate. Have this longing for God. Long to call to him and know that he is always inside you calling to him. This song is written on, you might say, it's God's call within. Seek, forsake your delusions, seek me, joy to you.
1: of laughter hints of joy sweet songs of sadness of quenchless yearning for the light for my love your true home long your heart played the dance, Long you've toyed with child shadows of the treasures left behind you. Deep in your soul, long you've plumbed the dark of life they too were seeking, gifts none could share. Friend, how long will you wander, friend, as long as you see. To the coward, leave his dreaming. Oh my saint, wake up, reclaim the light. Seek the truth behind all seeming. Leave to the weak his craven life. To the coward, leave his dreaming. Oh my saint, wake up. Reclaim the light, seek the truth behind all seeming. Turn, turn, turn within, in silence of soul, in cave of love, find. Sweet songs of sadness, of quenchless year.